and not our own. The operative phrase in this paragraph of Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20 is stand firm. We find it in verses 11, 13, and 14. This lets us know that the battle we fight is a defensive one, not an offensive one. It's a defensive one, and God will carry the offense himself. We stay under his protective wing and play defense. The Greek term for stand firm, at least in the indicative, is piste me, but the aorist, the aorist imperative is stenai. And when you see an aorist imperative in this kind of context, it indicates a sense of urgency. In our last lesson, we saw the what, the why, and the how. The what is to be strengthened in the Lord. How are we strengthened in the Lord? By putting on the armor of God. And why do we do that? In order that we might be able to stand, stand firm, there's that word again, against the schemes of the devil. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. Tonight we study Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 17. So I'd invite you to open your Bibles there now, if you haven't already, to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 17, the armor of God. By way of of preface to this discussion, most of all of us have studied this passage before. We're going to do it a little differently. Actually, we've studied it here in our church before, too. We're going to take a little different slant on it. One thing that's that I've been convicted of in study of this passage this time around is, I think sometimes we place a little too much importance with regard to the time we spend on it, on the pieces of armor, the sword and the breastplate and the belt and and the shoes and so forth. That's not really the point. The armor is a teaching metaphor. It's the things that the armor represents that are the real significant things. So that'll be what we emphasize tonight, more than just the armor itself, although we'll certainly talk about it. Paul has already introduced the metaphor of the armor of God in verse 11. And now he returns to that subject in verse 13 where he says, Therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to, and here's that word again, to stand firm, to hold your ground. The phrase, in the evil day, refers to the present time because any day in the present time, any normal day, can end up being a day where you're rocked by something. It's been my experience that most of the time when we're rocked by Satan, we didn't necessarily expect it when we got up that morning. You know what I mean? Most of us don't wake up in the morning thinking, I tell you what, today is going to be a really good day. If you wake up that way, you probably had a really bad night because Satan's going to come from before, so it's all building up to get like wake up that way. But most of us are taken a little bit by surprise when it comes to these satanic attacks. But that's what Paul means by an evil day. The spiritual struggle is not one that we can win with half-hearted efforts. We've got to be all in and be able to participate and win in this spiritual struggle. That's why Paul says, and having done everything. See, we can't just be eclectic and pick and choose the weapons that we choose to put up that day. We must put on the full armor of God. There are going to be six components. It's a package deal. 
in need of all that we can be equipped for the victorious and the spiritual life. Now that we've prefaced this with several reasons, actually, what is the full armor of God? The answer is not given to us in the following verses. This verse actually begins the eighth of those long synonyms in the epistle. In other words, three verses later. Today, an editor would get a hold of Paul's letter to the Ephesians and get lost. Nobody's going to be able to follow it. But back then, they wrote in long synonyms. They weren't distracted by some of the media buzz and the nine-second sound bites. Somebody said, you know, that's just mom and dad saying, I just said something for more than nine seconds that I didn't even understand. And so they were so distracted that this, these synonyms would have been chopped up. But they're actually really synonyms. I remember when I was studying Greek in an undergraduate course at the University of Houston, there was one pretty incredible professor, Augustine Cole. We would study, say, something like Plato. And in Plato, you may have a sentence that ran the whole length of the book. One sentence the entire length. Now, in order to do that, you really had to concentrate. You couldn't let your mind wander. But Plato thought was an audience of one. So Paul thought was an audience of one. And I wonder sometimes today, if we haven't watered down things so much, if this is kind of hard times now for the church. And Paul, I don't think, would have appreciated that. So we're going to study the sentence as it should be studied. It is one long sentence. Paul's not called back to that at all. There are two main verbs in this sentence. Verse 17, thanks. Verse 14, stand. Stand firm. They are imperatives denoting urgency. Once again, we need to take this seriously. As soon as we start being cavalier and complacent about the spiritual life, we cause trouble. We are sinners. We will be a hazard to Christ. And so many Christian brothers are taking the position that they have rise to the occasion and try to think Timothy in such a cavalier manner, no wonder that so many Christians are suffering shipwrecks when it comes to their spiritual life. And they have to have a little pinup discipline from God to get us back into the game. Let us not be that way. We're all that way from time to time. I hate church. I hate church. Because I am, I know you are too. We have days when we're more focused than other days. You know the days when we find it harder to get focused? Are the days when it's going well. And the days when it's going well are the days we find it hardest to focus. When things are really rough, when we tend to be on our knees, many times the days are going too bad that we can't get up off of the couch sometimes. So these imperatives indicate there should be a sense of urgency to this approach. Now there are these four participles that start this off in verses 14 through 16 that describe how we are to stand. And the, er- the actions of the aorist participle here, the aorist participle, precedes the action of the next verb. And I tell you that, Jesus says, I tell you that, because what Paul is telling us is that these four things must be done first. And then one can stand firm. In other words, you don't stand firm and then exercise these things righteousness and so forth. The first thing we do is we put on these six things that we'll talk about tonight, and then we can stand firm. You see the difference. So many Christians are trying to stand firm without putting on the armor that God has provided for us. We want to stand firm because we read daily devotions, and that's great. We stand firm because we're taking a philosophy class in life. Well, that's maybe not even so great. But what we need to do is live God's way. 
stand and we need we need to get on the floor and then we can stand. You see, so when they say the act of Aaron Parr comes on Sixth Street and drives the train car, it means it means something to you. Otherwise I wouldn't bring it up. I wouldn't waste your time. Having girded your loins, having put on the breastplate, having shod your feet, and taking up the shield. Those are the four particles. Having girded your loins, having put on the breastplate, having shod your feet, and taking up the shield. The main verb in verse 14 goes on to say now, stand firm, or dictate rather, stand firm. The aorist form of the imperative again emphasizes urgency, urgency, urgency. Paul describes the items in, that the Roman infantrymen wore in the order that he would have put them on. He first put on over a short tunic, a belt that would hold both the breastplate and the scabbard in place. Some churches actually use this wasn't a belt, but a beast-like apron which hung under the armor which was made of beef or stone prongs of leather for protecting the groin and the thigh. Could be <laughs> something, something like that. Thank you. 